Welcome to Manufacturing Talk Radio, your source for breaking news, business trends, and economic forecasts here and abroad that impact one-third of America's economy. And now your hosts, Lou Weiss and Tim Grady. Welcome, everyone, for joining us at Manufacturing Talk Radio this morning. My name's Tim Grady. I'm here with my co-host, Lou Weiss. And we're going to be talking with Joe Leiden, who is the president of Caster Connection. They happen to be a manufacturer of casters and wheels. And why do we find that fascinating? Because I push things without casters and wheels on them, and it's not all that easy. So I'm grateful for companies like Caster Connection and all the things that uh, Joe's going to talk about this morning. So welcome to Manufacturing Talk Radio, Joe. Thank you, Tim. So, uh, Joe, you and I had a, a, a conversation about a week or so ago, and uh, I started off by saying something that was uh, maybe insulting but not uh, about the fact that your product really isn't that sexy. But then I really got quite an education for, for talking to you for a bit. So, um, so for our audience who also thinks that uh, casters are not sexy, tell us how sexy they are. And tell us Absolutely, the good, yes. uh, the good, point, the good points, and so on. Sure, uh, thanks, Lou. Um, yeah, casters. You know, I like to say that they're often only discussed when there's a problem. When things are just, you know, moving around and flowing, you don't even really notice that there's a lot of, you know, objects or carts or uh, pieces of equipment or chairs or whatever that have casters on them. It's kind of just an assumed and uh, not really discussed. Uh, but casters play an integral role in, you know, a lot of industry, just in a lot of day-to-day life. Um, when things are easily pushed around, it just makes things, you know, easier. And what we like to focus on is really understanding the application and then making recommendations for, uh, you know, folks mostly in the industrial world, uh, but just how to identify how using the right caster wheel can make life a lot easier in regards to push-pull, safety, avoidance of potential sprain and strain injuries, and there's just a lot of things to consider when when uh, when choosing a caster. Uh, the compound of the wheel material, uh, what type of uh, actually swiveling caster that you, you're going to choose to use, and there's just there's a lot of variables in the equation as to making sure that, that you know, it's a successful push-pull operation. Um, so, you know, the a wheel is not just a wheel. There's just there's a lot more to it, and when you really start looking at the options and the technology that's available today, you're able to move a lot more weight than you could by using the incorrect caster. So making a, a you know the correct caster choice is extremely critical in material handling uh, applications, which affects a lot of manufacturing industry. Well, I found it interesting that uh, there are so many uh, component um, uh, uh, materials, I should say, that uh, you're using to make casters, and I would presume that uh, the various uh, materials uh, affect uh, what it is that you're pushing and pulling. Uh, So give us a little insight into the, the, the material usage and why. Sure. Um, a lot of times, uh, there's a there's an old adage that the the harder the wheel, the easier it rolls. So if you have a very hard wheel on a smooth surface, it's going to roll um, easily. Um, but with that, you invite in a lot of uh, 
negative or potentially dangerous situations. A hard wheel could potentially slide in a, a towing application if it's going around bends. Um, it could damage floors by picking up debris. There's a lot to it. So, you know, over the years there's been a lot of advancements in technology, specifically in the world of polyurethane. And uh, polyurethane is a, a compound that, can, that varies in, in how hard or soft it is. Uh, but there's more to it than just how hard or soft it is. A polyurethane's most uh, critical uh, element is the, the rebound or resiliency, basically how much energy is stored in the polyurethane. And if you have a very resilient polyurethane, you can achieve very low push-pull um, results by uh, it basically wanting to move when you get it going. So as you push a cart, it's releasing that energy, and therefore you get the best of both worlds. You have a floor-protecting compound that is also easy to push around and then uh, it is extremely quiet so the other compounds that are available uh, you know can vary from uh, a synthetic rubber uh, a, a injection molded nylon material uh, steel wheels I mean there's just so many different uh, types of wheels available and what we really focus on is looking at the application understanding what the end user is trying to accomplish and then making a recommendation from there um, it's really, everybody's world is different, everybody's application is different. So really understanding what is important to the application and what the end user is trying to accomplish is really what we focus on. And our, you know, our end goal is to make our, our customers successful in their application. You were telling me that uh, you're, uh, you've affiliated yourself with uh, different organizations in doing, doing this research. Uh, you want to give yeah. us a bit of an insight into that yeah absolutely so most recently we uh, we worked on a we joined a uh, an agent or basically an affiliation uh, with uh, the uh, spine research Institute which is a, a an arm of the Ohio State University and we uh, joined a program in the with the CDMI and what they're trying to do is they're trying to identify uh, you know areas in the real world where there can be advancements in preventing injury. So the Spine Research Institute is uh, a very uh, respected and widely known in the, in the academic world where they're doing research on uh, what, what affects the spine and how can you prevent injury. So what we did working with uh, the Ohio State University's Spine Research Institute uh, with Dr. Maris and Dr. Allred is, is that we took uh, the, the common problem of measuring push-pull and all corporations, large corporations, are measuring how much force is required to, to get a cart going and to stop a cart from, from, uh, from moving or pulling a cart in a different direction. And with that, you have thresholds of how much force that requires. And in doing so, there's a, there's a, a lot of tests that are being done basically to determine, you know, what is the acceptable level of push-pull force. And what this program what we're trying to accomplish is to establish a gold standard for what the tests look like so that everybody can be kind of speaking the same language into what the push-pull requirements would be. And in doing so, uh, they, they determined that a lot of what these push-pull tests are being done aren't really reflective of the real world. They would be doing testing in a vacuum, which doesn't represent the real world, um, you know, what the push-pull would be on the, on the person on the floor. So what they did was they just they did some testing and they said you know they took some um, 
people and just said, hey, you know, walk up to the cart and push it, just like you would in, in an industrial world. And then they recorded those results. And from that, it was determined that, uh, you know, the, the, the results that an ergonomist would be getting with a, a simple test might not be reflective of what the real world strain is. Um, so they were just trying to make it more real world to protect uh, and prevent injury. Um, and there's more information on our website at uh, casterconnection.com backslash research um, where there's uh, you know a printout of the full report. Is there uh, evidence, uh, statistical evidence of uh, any reduction in uh, injury on a, on a broad scale as a result of choosing right products for the push-pull uh, activity? Yes. Uh, we have a lot of uh, white papers where we've worked with uh, varying industries. We just did a uh, an interview with uh, Case New Holland, who's an agricultural equipment um, manufacturer, um, and that is available on our website as well. Uh, we did work with um, General Motors in reducing their uh, push-pull as well from the standard, from, from what their standard was to what they switched to. Um, and there's also a, a lot of data as to, you know, how much of the injuries that occur in the workplace are because of sprain and strain injuries associated with material handling. Um, and, and that information is available on our website as well, and I can provide those links for your for your website as well. But basically, the the long and short of it is, if you can make if you can reduce the push push pull in a cart by any factor, you're going to be be bringing in an element of of risk reduction of of injury. I saw an article in uh, Modern Materials Handling uh, about this and your uh, your company, and I, I found it. You know, pretty interesting in terms of everything you were just talking about. So, yeah, we'd appreciate if you would send us the links over, and we'll uh, we'll put that up on uh, uh, on our website. Uh, you know, for your uh, our listeners' benefit. Absolutely. So, Joe, let me tell you how much I happen to love um, wheels and casters. Sure. <laughs> Um, I have two very large, uh, they're actually file cabinet bookcases in my office that are cherry, one inch thick cherry, and they probably oh. weigh, oh yeah, you can imagine. And in order to move those, I decided when I first got them, I'd flip them over on their back and I'd put casters underneath them, which I did. I also did the same thing for my desk, which is a solid wood desk. I mounted wheels and casters underneath that so that when I go to move those puppies, I don't have to get a hernia doing it. <laughs> to me, that's yeah. really important. <laughs> yeah, you know, casters and wheels, like I mentioned at the beginning of the conversation, you know, they're often overlooked, but they can make a, a, a world of difference. And even just changing the type of wheel um, on a, you know, an existing application where, uh, you know, somebody that's pushing something around day in and day out just how drastically uh, it can change by, by using the correct wheel for the application. I mean, you could reduce, just by changing uh, just the wheel, you could change, you could reduce the push-pull by, you know, 50%, giving, uh, you know, with if they were using something that was, you know, not wrong for the application. It's, it's truly amazing what you can accomplish with, uh, you know, one of the world's first inventions, I, should, I guess. And we're constantly trying to reinvent the wheel. 
Right. Well, no, it's it's significant. I have a workbench in my uh, uh, garage, and that's also on casters. Um, you know, after you once you get it and it's empty, it doesn't seem to weigh a whole lot. But right. when you fill it up with whatever it was bought for its purpose, it suddenly weighs three times what it what it weighed when you bought it. Uh, yep. And now you've got a significant problem in moving it, and it's not a minor problem in in furniture and uh, things that you might have in your garage, way beyond industrial application, just everyday living application. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it just just walking around in the, in in the world, you can if you just you know if living in my world, I'm always looking at what's on casters and wheels. But if you if you really just take a gander, just walk around one day, you'd be amazed that and how many things are on wheels and how much that affects your, your day. Yes, well, remember the office chair 100 years ago that didn't have casters on it. None of right. the office chairs had casters on them. Today yeah. they all have we, casters on them. Yeah, what most people associate with casters it would be obviously office chairs and then you know shopping carts and things like that. Those are the most common when people say, you know, what's, what's a caster? That's typically what I try and reference because everybody understands an office chair or, or a shopping cart. So give me some of the more unusual applications you folks have been involved in with wheels and casters. And, and I think of things like when they move the space shuttle to the gantry, <laughs> that, that isn't exactly sitting on a flat platform that someone's pulling along. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's truly amazing what we've, what we've been able to, to see. And, and like you just mentioned, yeah, they move the... You know, the space shuttle, the aerospace world uses, you know, casters and wheels to move a lot of extremely heavy equipment. Um, we work with uh, companies like like BMW and, and Honda and, and General Motors and Ford and, and Kia, and, and a lot of these folks are all just, they're, they're moving their materials internally at their manufacturing facility, and they're all towing pieces and parts to an assembly line and then offloading those those parts that are then used to manufacture whatever equipment or you know vehicle or agricultural equipment and that stuff's moving around all day long um, and, and in that world it's extremely critical to have something that's going to perform have good ergonomics be quiet uh, protect their floors and all of these things um, really just make up how the, the caster is going to perform but some of the most uh, you know interesting things that that we've that we've seen uh, we've supplied some some casters and wheels from a, a manufacturing for a Lockheed Martin, where they uh, manu manufacture the the F-35, and getting to see the stuff that rolls around in those plants uh, is is really interesting. Uh, but just really heavy equipment from you know heavy boats, uh, the boat manufacturers, um, to uh, a, a massive uh, engine from a, a Cummins diesel plant. I mean that that. Anything in between, just moving things around, these extremely heavy pieces of equipment that they need to move from place to place, and making a recommendation on the correct caster uh, to get it from point A to point B, uh, either by hand pushed or by by towing, um, and you know that that's what we pride ourselves on is making recommendations to people that are moving these extremely you know valuable, expensive pieces of equipment safely. Really, that's the uh, the goal is to move it safely. Um, I'm just wondering because this is a question I had when I 
literally put the casters underneath these huge bookcases and file cabinets. Uh, how does one determine the right either wheel or caster? Uh, because one of the things I looked at is those are heavy empty, and then of course I filled them with everything I can jam in there. They're probably three times the weight. And, and in looking at it, I've always wondered, I wonder if the casters are still uh, straight underneath there, or if I've been right. Yeah. So make it so. How you determine what the correct caster is for an application? You know, you could get extremely elaborate, but the the real important factors is is what is the heaviest that this part or whatever you know whatever you're putting on casters and wheel. What what is the absolute worst case scenario that it's ever going to see? And then building in even a little bit of safety factor above and beyond that. We like to take the, the whatever the load may be. And assuming it's on four casters, take the load and divide by three. That way, you know you're going to have a safety factor built in because you've ah. kind of you know over over engineered the cart. The second and you thing got four is wheels, that, right? <laughs> yeah, and then divide by three, and then that way you can determine the safety factor. Um, you know, making the correct uh, uh, choice for the caster. You know, second is 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 this a hand push application? Um, and then it, how often and how far are you going to be moving it? Is it going to be crossing thresholds? Is it going to be going down inclines? Is it going to be going up inclines? And just really determining the environment that it's going to be used in. And then what are you trying to accomplish? Does this need to be quiet? Is it going to be moved very seldom? Is it going to be constantly moving all day long? Is it going to be towed? These are the things that we look for when we're, we're, we're trying to make a recommendation for, for the what caster and wheel to use. Because if it's, just a, if it's just a cart that sits there and it's only moved seldomly, you don't need to over-engineer what product you're going to be used. If this is going to be a, a cart that's going to be towed you know, 12 hours a day, 24 hours a day, uh, which, it, which is in some cases these, you know, uh, the large manufacturers of the world that are just constantly moving, moving, and moving, you need to make certain that you have a product that's going to be last under that type of abuse. So it really just, it really depends on what the application is, what the environment is, and what the end user is trying to accomplish. And in, in most time, you know, most cases for the the person that's, you know, either at home, like you said, uh, Tim, is that you know what? What are you just? What are you trying to? What are you trying to do? How often are you going to move it? How much weight is going to be on the cart? And then what floor material is it going to be traversing? And those are the main things that we look for. So, Joe, when uh, you get a client uh, inquiring of your product and services, um, I'm, I'm sure you don't just do this over the telephone and uh, give them 20 questions to determine the uh, uh, the environment and the need and use. So. How do you go about determining that? We uh, physically go to the facility where they're, where the application is going to be. So mm -hmm. uh, we work with clients all over the United States and, and even in Canada and Mexico. Um, and we, it's, really under, it's really important to understand and look at the application with your own eyes because we might be able to pick up on something that might not be important to the person, you know, on the phone, if we were doing it over the phone. It's really critical to understand the environment and the application and ask, you know, more than one influencer, um, depending on what the, the project is. You know, talk to the people that are going to be pushing it around. Talk to the, the engineers and what it needs to accomplish. You know, ask anticipating questions. You know, is this going to change? 
do you anticipate that you might need to add more load to this cart or this um, application down the road? And, and just really understanding what sets them up for success. You know, ask them more questions than they probably think is, is necessary to make, make certain that they're successful down, down the road. And we, and we want to set them up for success much further out than possibly than what they're looking. You know, if we don't want this to be successful for six months, we want this to be a long-term partnership and so that we're the trusted advisor when it comes to anything that needs to be pushed and pulled around. Well, that brings another question to mind about the life cycle of a particular uh, product or caster. Um, what what it would that typically be, assuming that uh, you have done all your correct uh, question and answer? Uh, how sure. long is a product uh, made for? What what kind of uh, uh, time period are you talking about? Yeah, and this is a question that comes up a lot, um, and it's 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 one that I uh, it's really difficult to say. I I typically say that the you know the the average lifespan of a of a caster used correctly is three to five years, um, but you know that's really just a window, and at times it could be substantially longer than that. If you if you choose a high-quality caster in an environment that it's just hand-pushed around and it's not being abused, that caster will literally last forever, at least in some you know functioning state. If you're mm -hmm. talking about an application where the, the, the cart is being towed around at high speeds, high weights, you're introducing a lot of heat to, the, to a lot of elements in that caster, you know, an acceptable lifespan from that customer, they could have they could go from replacing it every three months to replacing it every you know two years, and a lot of it depends on you know if it's if they're if they're changing their internal systems and they say okay we need we need a new fleet of dollies because a lot in our manufacturing process changed, so a lot of times casters are, are you know kind of go obsolete before their end of life, uh, and I know that there's I kind of jumped around a lot there but. The long and short of it is, is that you know, a good rule of thumb is is three to five years is a good life. It, it, it will have served a good life if it's being used on a day-to-day -day basis, uh, but it, it really just depends on the application, and um, yeah, it really does. Do you, does your organization do uh, not only the supply, but you do do you do the uh, installation as well? We don't typically. Uh, we have in, we have on a, on a couple of occasions, but typically that's handled by by the end user, just because it's mm -hmm. sometimes it's difficult to line up. You know when they would be, uh, you know, putting them on their internal carts or dollies. Uh, you know, but, mm -hmm. but we'll we'll do we'll do anything to to help set ourselves our customer up for success. But typically we don't. Typically we just supply the casters mm -hmm. and they're mm -hmm. fastening themselves. That's my rule of thumb. Call the guy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> when something needs something, Blue calls the guy. That's right. <laughs> uh, uh, back in, uh, well, I, I'll call it our episode 381 uh, for listeners so they could find it. We had Ed Brown of Copper Industrial on our show, who's up in uh, Sturdivant, Wisconsin. I was wondering if Ed would be somebody you'd be familiar with, and and they make carts that do all kinds of amazing things. Every yep. one of those carts has wheels and casters on it, um, so I, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if he wasn't one of your customers. Yeah, I, yep, we do some work with Ed. I know him very well. I'm uh, very familiar with Topper. They have they have a, a great organization, and they do a lot of good work. So yeah, I'm, I know Ed very well. 
So share with us how people can get a hold of you, Joe. That's kind of the most important part of this discussion, if they're interested in wheels and casters. Yeah, uh, so uh, you can find a lot of information on our website, uh, casterconnection.com. Uh, we'll also be uh, presenting at the Applied Ergonomics Conference uh, here on uh, March 16th, which is in Louisville, at the uh, Louisville Convention Center, uh, March 16th through the 19th. Uh, uh, but a lot of information can be found on our website at casterconnection.com, and specifically for this, uh, this project with the Spine Research Institute at Ohio State, uh, you can find it just navigating through our website, but the, if you want to go directly to that, that landing page, it's casterconnection.com uh, backslash research. Um, okay. Yeah, and and that's, that's the best way to, uh, to contact us. Also, our, our direct line for phone number is 800-1-800-544-8978. Joe, it's, um, it's, uh, do you have any uh, final comments before we wrap up this segment? Uh, yeah, I, I just uh, I want to thank you for the for the time, Lou and Tim, and uh, you know appreciate talking with you. And you know if there's if anybody uh, you know listening would like to talk further about their application or anything involving casters and wheels, we would love the opportunity to help you out. We we pride ourselves on on being uh, true partners in, in in making the correct rap, applic- uh, recommendation for an application, and we want to you know help you for the long term. So uh, anything anything rolling around, we'd love to help you out. Uh, Joe, thanks much for being on our show. Um, I'm sure you will be hearing from uh, some of our listeners uh, down the road, and I also offer to you that if anything new comes up in uh, your technology, your products, you know, maybe if you find uh, a way to develop a square wheel that uh, moves smoothly (laughs) than a round one, uh, kindly let us know. I, I will, for sure. Okay. Thank you very much for being here. Well, that uh, sure thing. Uh, That wraps up our uh, show uh, this week for Manufacturing Talk Radio. And be sure to go to Jacket Media Co., which is our umbrella company that lists all of our uh, other shows. We have uh, five in total, uh, all of which have to do with manufacturing different slices of manufacturing. So if you found this show to be of uh, interest, uh, certainly come to us uh, on a weekly basis and uh, or listen to the very uh, the other shows as well. And thank you for joining us this week at Manufacturing Talk Radio. Thanks for joining us on Manufacturing Talk Radio. You can hear our next broadcast each Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at mfgtalkradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>